0: girl you need to dump him he is so not worth it you deserve so much more we women we like to band together for the most part we sure like to tear each other down from time to time as well but when it comes to being cheated on most women are going to rally together to help build up the one who was cheated on while they bash the person who did the cheating and often the one who was cheated on ends up hearing very unhelpful statements like these While they were well-intentioned, yes, if you have ever been cheated on, you'll probably find that those statements, they did nothing but put you in a bigger pit of confusion and despair about moving forward. So when you're unclear what you want for the relationship moving forward, it's important to go within and find the answers within yourself. That's what Allison did anyway. After losing her job and finding out about her husband's ongoing two-year affair with three kids to raise, She was desperate to find herself again. Life had given her some really challenging straws. What set Allison apart from all the others is she went inside and she found her own truth about what she wanted for her relationship. Not only that, she also regained her confidence and her mojo back. Not from a fancy new boob job, Botox, lingerie shopping, or nose job. No judgment, if that's what you have done in the past, but I do question if it's lasting for you, but she went and found lasting confidence. And she also discovered the best orgasms of her life when she learned to be her own best lover. Hear her amazing story of rebuilding her confidence and mojo after her husband's affair in this episode right here. You're going to hear her talk about the morning pleasure ritual that changed everything for her. Be sure to download my free audio training, Five Days to Epic Sex and Pleasure for High Achieving Moms, because you will gain access to that exact morning pleasure ritual for free when you go download that audio training. All you have to do to get it is go to the link in the show notes www.tillystorm.com forward slash five day training. Make sure you put in the www dot and you put in your name and email and you will discover the morning pleasure ritual during one of the five days of that five day training. All right, without further ado, here is Allison. This is the multi-orgasmic mama, the podcast for high achieving moms to have sex worth putting the energy in for I'm Tilly Storm, a holistic sex and intimacy coach, and it's my mission to help you want to want sex again, to have better orgasms, and to feel confident and sexy so you experience more pleasure in the bedroom and beyond. Welcome back to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. I am so excited to be sharing with you, Miss Allison. She is a graduate of the Sensually Embodied Woman program, and she is here to share with you. All that she's learned and all of her wins and experiences and upgrades and up levels and her pleasure. And I'm very excited for her to be sharing her story with you. Allison, how are you doing today, my love?
1: I'm fantastic. I've been outside enjoying the beautiful weather. Yeah.
0: Nice summertime feeling out in wherever you are in the world, <laughs> mid-America somewhere. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about where you were at when you came to me and we first had a discussion about you potentially joining this program. What was going on in your life that prompted you?
1: So there was actually a lot. And then there was the icing on the cake. So initially, I was just kind of going through a major depression after I had been laid off from a previous position and was trying to figure out what do I do from here? You know, everybody kept getting in my ear, this is your chance to do anything you want. And I didn't know what that was. And I didn't know what that meant. And so I just kind of kept spiraling into this direction of just not knowing what that meant. Where, where do I go? All I know is this one thing. And so every time I tried to think outside the box, it just kind of sent me further in this, this tailspin that was not going well, I became very, very task mastered, even in my own home that I wasn't enjoying my children. I wasn't enjoying time with my husband and I was trying to find ways to fill a void. So I was drinking more. I was just doing anything I could that just kind of helped me feel I was in control when really the whole time it was just, it was just not a a good place to be in. Then the icing on the cake was um, shortly after having my third child, I found out that my husband was having an affair for close to two years and that just completely jarred me in a whole direction. I was, I, where do you go from there? Um, I was already feeling like I was not in the greatest place. And then your whole world gets torn out from beneath you in such a way that you really cannot see how you can overcome that. And fortunately, a friend of mine had gone through the So program, you know, we would touch base on it, we talk about it. And finally, when she was done, she was just like, Allison, you know, this is you need this. Um, She goes, I don't typically like to tell others what they need, but you need this. So that's what got me in it. Now, I I was already listening to the podcast, I was already aware of the program, and I was already aware of just the different workings that you were doing. So the fact that I now knew somebody that had completed your program was, was pretty awesome, because I really just didn't know. What to do? I didn't know who to turn to because, you know, at this point, everybody's just angry. They're angry at my husband. And then that, so you're just getting that kind of feedback. You've got my husband that's trying to now work on a marriage that he didn't want to work on before. And now I'm in a place where this all falls on my shoulders to make a decision. So it's just, it was a lot. I couldn't see up. Then you and I had a great conversation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You boldly and courageously said yes. I did to getting out of the muck and the mire. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable about what was really going on in your relationship. And sometimes it's hard to really face, but it's also impossible to not face. So, Mm -hmm. all right, my dear, tell us about your journey through all of this. What, what were the big things that were really coming up for you in need of healing and integrating so you could really move forward with your life, really making a decision to fix your marriage and really turn things around?
1: At first, it really came down to thinking the um, affair was the issue. And what I ended up having to face with the program was root causes. You know, the affair, like I have, I I continue to call it the icing on the cake, even though it itself was its most traumatic thing. There were other things leading up to where we were. So having to acknowledge how much I had lost myself to the point, I couldn't even tell you what I wanted to do when I woke up on a Saturday, what would be something that I just, what sounded fun? What sounded enjoyable? Because immediately I was, I got to clean the house. I got to, what are we doing for dinner? I got to hit the grocery. I got to make sure all three kids have this, that, or the other. I got to make sure my husband is taken care of. I've got to make sure he has this ready for work. I mean, it was just this constant whirlwind that I was just facing on a daily basis that I didn't know to answer any question of, Allison, what is it you want? That terrified me because I felt embarrassed that I couldn't answer that question. And it seems like such a simple question, but it is so loaded. So as I started this, um, and I'm listening to... The uh, way to do the morning ritual, you know, and I watched the video and I was like, okay, okay. All right. I'm in both feet. We're doing this. Just do this. Okay. And I picked one and it was the first morning where, when I had to get myself and my kids ready, because at this point it's just me by myself with the kids. I wasn't ready to crawl back in bed and hide. I was calm. I was able to joke and laugh with the kids as they're getting ready. They didn't feel panicked. They didn't feel, "Oh god, if I do this, mom's going to react." You know, it was a a very serene and peaceful morning and when I was able to witness what just working with my nervous system can do, then everything else was like, Oh, I'm 100%. I'll do this program four times over just because of this one moment. I'd never learned what control my nervous system has over the rest of my body and the way that I was when my nervous system was out of whack. And I was living in a continued heightened state of trauma. All the time and not realizing that, right? Because I'm just thinking, I'm just, nope, I'm just going through the motions. I'm just checking the box. I'm making sure everybody's where they need to be, and that's it. And to fully embrace that my body has been trying to tell me something this entire time and that the answer actually lies within myself to then be able to answer, Allison, what do you want? was groundbreaking. It was earth shattering. That was when I could start actually answering that question was when I continued to do the morning ritual, which led me into the lessons and what the lessons then brought, you know, breaking through various pieces of trauma, which led me back to, you know, childhood crap that I thought I had overcome that apparently I hadn't and that I had brought forth into my adult marriage that (laughs) when you think about it and you're thinking, oh, I am throwing a temper tantrum like I used to, or I am behaving exactly as I did when I was 10 in this adult relationship. It just really, I don't know. It just helped me see and gain the phrase as you so lovingly told me, you are a grown ass woman and it is time that you start acting like one. And I just said from there, she's fucking right. Like, (laughs) this is it. I am a grown ass woman. It is up to me and what I want to do. So start answering that question. So that was really where I started and where it just kind of continued for me from there.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Some of the things that come out of your mouth that you have no intention of being impactful for And it's like that one thing was like, oh, huh, (laughs) right. I've been living in my adult relationships as a 10 year old and not my grown-ass woman self. Great. Okay. It's a whole new meaning at that point. <laughs> right. Yes. Lovely, my love. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit more with the process of gaining clarity around what you wanted because someone who goes through an affair, who's gone through a separation. You're still not living together yet. This is such a time where you are questioning and wondering like, well, where do we go from here? What's next? And how do I decide if I want to put in the effort and if he's willing to match and put in the effort too, to salvage this? Like, what was that process like of gaining the clarity? And when do you feel that you really felt that you could just go all in with whatever decision you came upon?
1: As I went through the beginning lessons of um, addressing trauma and seeing where I could pinpoint trauma, that was effective for me. But when it became most effective was when I started finding ways to bring pleasure to myself. But not only bring pleasure to myself, but acknowledge when there is pleasure. That term growing up was almost dirty. And so being able to look at that word now as something that just brings you to a point where you can now be clear because you are able to be in a moment. That's when I started recognizing my clarity. So as I went more into the lessons more around 5 6 was really when I was like, okay, this is about me and I do get to make this choice and I get to wake up today and decide, no, I'm not listening to him today. I'm not going to listen to him talk about, you know, what he wants and said it's going to be, no, I'm not there. I'm not ready to hear how much you want to be back in the marriage because right now I don't know what I even want out of our marriage, let alone if you are who I want to be married to. And so I just allowed myself to do that without feeling bad. I was constantly, you know, even when the affair first happened and he would come crying or he would come forward and say, Oh, I shouldn't have done this. And you guys are who I want to be with. I would feel bad if I stood up to that. And it finally was when I said, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. And I can say that because I woke up and I celebrated something just even if it was small. Like I really thoroughly enjoyed that cup of tea today. That was exactly what I needed to wake up and get going and because I know I'm getting ready to face, you know, a big deal at work. And so I'm hoping that I can nail this meeting and really get this point driven home to whoever I needed to, but I'm really bringing in that desire of what I want to have happen next. And as I continue to use those I statements and bring myself into the scenario was when clarity presented itself. It was no longer John's needs first. It was mine. It wasn't even my kids needs first. It was mine. And because I started doing that, my kids were happier. Mm -hmm. We had a happy home without my husband there. We woke up singing. We would have a great time getting ready for school. You know, I'd pick up, we'd have a great time talking about how we were going to cook dinner together. But then I would say, all right, guys, this is mommy's time. Like I'm going to go read my book or I'm going to go and sit you know, in the other room for a minute while you guys do this, that, and the other, I never in a million years thought I could do that. That just was not something I could do. So that was for me, that was it. It was when I could learn the energies in my body are within my control. If I am focusing on them correctly, if I am using them correctly, if I am just listening to me, my five senses How many times I've now been in a state of panic because maybe something's happened that's brought something back and I go to my five senses to bring myself back. I never would have known to do that. And that now helps me become grounded. It helps me become, you got this, you have the answer. And just because you don't think he'll like the answer doesn't mean it's the wrong answer. It's what you need. And so it's been work. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I'm talking about it. Like it was simple. No, it's been work. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is one of those things. I didn't even realize I was doing that because it was becoming second nature. And it wasn't until people around me who had seen me go through this journey, who absolutely were able to say, you are your old self. Again, we see you like you are seen. That was when I kind of finally stopped again and said, Holy, Holy shit. I'm doing this. I'm, doing this. So whether I choose to work on my marriage or I don't, I'm going to be fine. My kids are going to be fine. And the biggest thing that you and I continued to talk about with why I wanted to do this whole thing, the, the real reason I wanted to do this was to break patterns with my children. And I am already seeing where that is happening. So I have this opportunity with my kids to present this different way of being where just because that's how I used to do it or just because that's what I knew or just because, you know, I'd feel bad if I didn't do it this way is no longer my thought process. It is absolutely what do we need? What do I need? And what is going to get us to where we want to be? And that for me has how this journey has brought clarity. A hundred percent.
0: Oh, the power of a woman coming home to herself and her pleasure. Yes. right. (laughs) Yes. Oh God, I'm hearing so many underlying threads and tones of healing, generational trauma patterns, like people pleasing, overgiving. I remember you telling me where we had a, a, a time where you're like, Tilly, I can't, I can't even just have people over at my house and like enjoy myself because I'm always the one thinking of like serving everyone, making sure that I'm doing you know, having all the food prepared, making sure everyone else is happy. And and I was like, oh, I so relate to this because this is how everyone in my family always was too. And I'm always the one that just arrives. And I'm like, you know, just totally chill. Or even when I host guests or whatever, I'm just like, yeah, whatever, here's all the stuff, go serve yourself. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit about how it actually showed up in your life. Like what were some of the day-to-day changes and shifts that had that occurred because of this work. And you finally starting to just like take a stand for your pleasure and be like, eh, no, you bring food <laughs> and asking for help.
1: Yes. That's
0: actually where it started. <laughs> um, normally
1: whenever I would host, I'd be like, I've got every, everything covered. You guys just show up. And finally I said, no, no, I'll take care of this. And you all bring this. And next thing I would see is I'm sitting and enjoying my friends I would find it in the moments with my kids where I was finding moments to sit down and play games with them. I found time for for me. I'm going to separate myself. I'm going to go into this other room because I'm really in this book right now and I'm going I'm to read my book. It was really just pockets of things that when the event was over, I didn't feel stressed. I didn't feel like, oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't even talk to that person. Or I didn't even get to see this happen. Or I hope they had a good time. I didn't get to really get the vibe of the party because I was in the kitchen the whole time. Or it really started becoming where I was just laughing again. I was smiling again. And I was just in the moment with them. It even happened. um, My sister and I, you know, cause she loves me as much as she does. And the feeling is tenfold more than she'll ever understand that this was very hard for our relationship because she very much wanted to protect me. And she very much wanted to make sure that this pain I was suffering never happened again. And the only way she could guarantee that was by telling me what she thought I needed to hear, which was, fuck him. You don't need him. You're better off without, without him you don't understand your worth. Um, You need to better see that you are this, that, and the other. And I didn't hear her at all. None of that made sense to me. My worth, what does that mean? I don't deserve this, but I did these things. You know, I wasn't the best wife. I wasn't this, I wasn't that. And when she and I finally had our conversation where we were able to sit and listen to each other was when I could look her in the eyes and I said, I have discovered my worth. Mm. I have discovered my worth. I said, I found it in work. I started speaking up for myself at work. I got myself a new job. never would that have happened? Because I did it. I didn't ask someone else to help me. I did it.
0: Yes. Oh, wait, let's just highlight this because this is freaking huge. All right. Everyone listening, I just want you to know this is the power of sexuality work right here. Please tell me what happened because you were not offered a job. What did you do?
1: So I had been made aware of two opportunities um, and I had a job, you know, so I'm like, there's no reason for me even to be looking because why would I, right? That's who I normally am. I had found out that there was another opening within the the district I was working, but then there was an opening outside of my district and One of my teacher friends said, hey, I'm going to go talk to, you know, this person for you because I really think you should get your name in there. And I said, oh, great, great, because, you know, they don't know me. I can't talk to them. I can't talk to them. And then the morning presented itself um, where I was going to be in the same place as the person who would have control over my move in this position. And I said, you know what? No, the only person who can speak about me is me. The only person who can have a voice of what I've done is me. Why would I put this on someone else to get me what I want? And so I called her. She was like, actually, yes, I don't have any appointments today. That's so funny because I always have appointments. Please come on in whenever you want to. I'm here. So I went into her office and I spoke to her and I said, this is what I'm thinking. But really, this is what I want. And she said, you know what? I never would have known that because I don't know you. And I never would have even known this was something you wanted to do. And I never would have been, I would have talked her, you know, to the person over this position about someone else, because never would your name have come up. And I did then did have to tell her, I said, well, just so you know, I have also put my name in <laughs> for another position in another district. And she said, you better tell her she gets out of my district because you're not going anywhere. <laughs> Fortunately, as, as it does, it worked out that the other district ended up just being a, the thing I needed. It was exactly t- checking all the boxes I, I've been working towards that I knew I needed to continue to you know progress my career. And the entire journey I found out was mine. It wasn't because anyone else spoke up for me. No one knew me. I had to go in there and make a name for myself. And it was the first time in my 16-year career where I did that. No one else did it. And I got exactly what I wanted. And it was amazing. It truly truly was amazing. I felt that that translated into what I've been doing in my day-to day in general. I've just been looking at things saying, "No, I want that. So why is it that I can't have it? Because I want that. and i'm I've worked hard for that, and I'm going to continue to work hard for that. So yes, that journey in itself, that next step is where my worth was felt. Like I, that's when I physically could see my worth as a thing. And I was uh, on cloud nine for quite quite a bit. I actually start my new position this week. So I'm super excited. (laughs) Wow. Yes. 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 Yes.
0: Oh, God, what a great story. (laughs) But it really is the power of just standing up for yourself and asking for what you want. You know, we think that sexuality work is just about having a better sex life. But look at all the ways that it changes everything else, like all the opportunities that will be available for you in the new position. And, you know, it's just it's more of what you want. And you're finally taking a stand for that. And this work helped you to get clear about that was in the first place. So mm.
1: and I will say, it came hand in hand after I did the lesson. I can't remember the name of it, but I, it was where you learned how to essentially make yourself blow with this because you're harnessing everything. You didn't let it release. You held it in and you let it become. And as, as you put it in the lesson, you, you said, This is your opportunity now to turn this into if you want a new job or if you want to seek something out, use this energy for that. And I had literally just gotten done with this lesson. And then this was presenting itself. And I was like, here we go. I led with my chest. I led everything in there because I was like, this is my confidence. This is this is exactly what I need to be in my not only just my mind, but my body. And to go through the conversation and to sit there and not cower or, or cross my arms or I sat there eye to eye with this woman who I admire, who has the end all be all when it comes to, you know, what was going on. And I was there, I was right there with her. And it, it, it literally came with that lesson. It literally came with that lesson. It couldn't have, I mean, it was, as they say, kismet, is that, am I even using that right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I think that is the refining sexual energy practice.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everyone listening do that one multiple times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has their favorite. It's always interesting. Uh, But yeah, I love this was one of my favorite ones because I always tell people that I've literally built my business and all of my success from sourcing the energy to do it from my sexuality everyone does anything you're accomplishing and doing in the world. You're only doing it because you are alive because you came here because of sex and because of sex, you are alive and are here. Therefore the sexual energy in the Taoist tradition, like all of it, all of life's energy is based on that sexual energy. And if your sexual energy is flat, if you're disconnected from it, if you're not feeling it, if you lost your mojo, your desire, it's going to make you feel like, completely beat down and drained and overwhelmed and all these things. And that's why I always say like, yeah, you get to work on your sexuality, but it's not so much work that feels like work. It's doing pleasurable things to like put that spark back in you. So it doesn't feel so hard later on.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And it's great for your skin. I'm going to tell you what, I've had so many compliments since I've done this program and I'm 40 now and everybody's like, you don't look it. you look so great. (laughs) I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to put that on the program too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know. And you know, when I was doing Tantra trainings back in the day, that seems so long ago now, it was like five, six, seven years ago. Five to seven years ago, something like that. There were a bunch of women that I was doing it with. And it's funny because one of them had always mentioned she was a real busy mom as well and worked with a lot of other moms. I think she did like a, uh, a stroller strides or something like that. She ran one of those groups. She would always say, Oh my God, this entire year we've been doing all this training. I've exercised less than I ever have in my life, but I'm healthier and I've lost weight and I look better than I ever have because. That's what pleasure does. Like, when you return to that state of presence and pleasure, it's like you shed all of this garbage that you've been holding on to. And I see it in your face right now. I know none of y'all can see it because you're just listening, but she does look fantastic. Well, what were you most scared of when you joined this program and how did you overcome that?
1: Uh, It really came down to the sexual part of it because I had been a sexual being, you know, prior to children you know I felt I was sexual enough right you know I no complaints as far as I knew and I was happy and you know I felt that was a thing and then I had children and I absolutely suffered from you know that Madonna complex of you know oh I can't do that or no you know the kids will hear or it'll be this that you know I I just I can't I can't do that and so the more and more I said no the more and more any idea of any sex really was not fun to think about. And so the fact that I was going to have to address all of that and talk about it was where I was like, I don't, ugh, I'm a professional. I can't talk about, I'm a mother. I can't talk about those things. Like that's so taboo. And, you know, if people ask me about the program. What am I, what am I going to tell them? You know, it it was more of me putting all the should should nots and all the things that people you think people are saying that they're not. It was everything I thought people were saying. So when it came time, it's like I said before, it was like, you're in it. So if you, you, you asked for this, you know, Tilly, Tilly is giving you an opportunity. She doesn't have to be. So you now get this opportunity. So what are you going to do with it? And I just had to keep telling myself you're in us, both feet, get out of your head. You're in it. Just go. And so there would be moments where I'd start, I'd be like, I'd listen, you know, to the lesson for a little bit like, oh my God, I can't, I can't. Okay. All right. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. And I'd have to reset my brain. I'd have to reset my thinking and then I'd be able to jump right in. So that was really where I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to fully commit. Mm -hmm. And of course it ended up being my favorite. (laughs)
0: yes of course (laughs) of course i want that
1: (laughs) then i'm like why was i doing this sooner
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's like oh i'll just get in this program and like fix my shit with the affair, and we'll just like skirt around the sex stuff
1: (laughs) yeah we'll just figure something else out she'll make me read more books or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh great all right well uh Tell me what were your greatest, biggest wins that you got?
1: So we did two different activities where I had to really be in the moment where you you were talking me through it. And the one was confronting my sister without my sister being there, but channeling my sister and really embracing that dynamic of relationship and what it meant. Because then I was able to talk to her and I was able to stay in my place of. I'm doing work. You might not like, but I'm doing, but I'm doing work and your support. I would love for it to be there, but I'm not going to ask for your support because then I'm still at your mercy. Right. And that was huge because I'm in, I'm very much in a family where you ask for forgiveness and you, you ask people to do do things because you are not able to just tell people or draw the line in the sand. So that, that activity was not only helpful when it came to my sister, but therefore many conversations moving forward. And then the one we did where I had to confront my resentment so I can be at peace. I was able to the next day, I think it was to do the practice of confronting, acknowledging, but letting go. So I'm at peace. And ever since we did that practice together, I'm not waking up with my anxiety attacks. I'm not, you know, that three o'clock time passes by and I get to sleep until my alarm clock goes off. Those two pieces have been extremely, extremely helpful for me and just brought me, again, my own confidence, my own voice.
0: Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Well, after an affair like that, it's very common for people to hold on to lots and lots of resentment, and you know you got to get to the point where you're ready to face it and ready to integrate and heal that. I I just love how you took responsibility for yourself apart from what was going on with him and not many people would do that. And I think you get to give yourself so much credit for that because there are so few people on this planet who can take that level of responsibility into their own hands and say, yep, my husband had an affair. What part did I play in that? So there's so few people who are even willing to look at that. But you did, and you did it so gracefully and beautifully and in your own time, you know, and it led you to noticing where you were still harboring resentment that was ultimately keeping you from your own peace. So it was just such a beautiful journey to watch on my end from being like, oh my God, here's this woman who's gone through this horribly traumatic thing. And then to just see you really take ownership and my God, how much courage, and brevity that takes, like it's, oh, mm, that gets me teary thinking about
1: it. (laughs) thank you very much. You have no idea how much that means to hear you say that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think everyone listening to this can relate that, I mean, you go on any forum about relationships or marriages and, The first sign that you know, like cheating, everyone's like, ah, dump them. You know, just like what your sister was doing, and of course, all in good conscience. And she wanted to protect you and wanted you to have more of what you deserve, of course. And that's what most of our family and friends would probably do as well. But just understanding that, hey, we all create this story. A relationship is two people, (laughs) it's not just one person. And no matter what, we always have a part in that and creating that. And you just took ownership of it. And you put your big girl pants on and said, we're going to get through this. And you did. (laughs) I became a
1: grown ass woman.
0: (laughs) Fuck. Yes. (laughs) that. Oh, yes. Wow. Okay. Well, were there any uh, sexual wins? I'm just curious. I know this wasn't really the focus of your work here, but were there any that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah. When it was time for me to enjoy myself, it was more to just help me fall asleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Many can relate. Yes.
1: But I started noticing how through my day, I would just kind of feel this arousal and I would just kind of feel alive. And I would all of a sudden be like, oh, is that what my... Is my libido that I think I feel my libido? Oh my god, she is here! You know, I just I would have these like excited, getting moments because I would just I would feel this just aliveness. And so when it came down to practice with the jade egg and then practice with the glass dildo and being able to learn how to touch my own body and it, I didn't need someone else's touch to bring arousal, I didn't need someone else's words or confirmation of anything. I gave myself affirmation and I gave myself my own touch and my own breath and my own, um, what do I want from this exact moment? And I allowed myself to be in that moment. And so, so greatest orgasms I've had. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the best way to put it. And and they were because of me. So, you know, air high five myself. <laughs>
0: Fuck yes! <laughs> oh my god, I love that. You became your own best lover. Look at you.
1: I what? I am. I'm so. I'm so good at it. I'm a little concerned now. What that means if I ever try to, you know.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Well, I promise you, it's not anything that you would ever want to go back on. Being your own best lover is. <laughs> I mean, it's taking ownership of your pleasure and knowing that no matter what happens in your life, that doesn't mean you don't have access to it, right? Because you always have you, you've always got yourself. And that is one thing I've had to learn in my own relationship, trauma, integration, and healing is that no matter what, I always have me and I always have my own inner little girl. I'm never going to abandon her. I'm never going to leave her. I will always be there for her. And no matter who comes in and out of my life, I will always be there for the part of me that gets triggered or the part that feels sad or broken or hurt. And just knowing that, oh my God, I'm always there for me. Holy shit. <laughs> what is, it's, it's kind of the same thing with, you know, pleasure. It's like, well, no matter what happens, I always got pleasure.
1: <laughs> that is correct.
0: <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, what feels possible for you now in your marriage and for your sexuality and where you want to go from here?
1: So I've been able to really set up clear boundaries with him as we've been working, you know, we've been going through couples counseling and I've been doing my own work obviously and he's been doing his and as as time has been progressing, I have been able to communicate my wants. Here is what I want when we're together. Here is what I want when we're with friends. Here's what I want when it's the kids. Here's what I need when it comes to certain moments. So we are at a place now where we're entertaining him moving back in. And yes, it's a big, it's a big deal. Reasoning is because we've been able to demonstrate that we can co-parent pretty well. So I at least now know we do not make it as a couple. My kids will be okay they they will be okay. So now is actually the time to see if this is a person I can trust again. Is this a person that I can bring myself back to where we were when we got, you know, when we first got married? Um, and I feel now that's where the work is. I'm, I'm ready to start working on getting those questions answered.
0: Mm, wow. So exciting. Beautiful, my dear. Well, tell me, what was your favorite part of the program?
1: Really, our conver- yours of my conversation, I never felt you weren't listening. I never felt that I was just another, you know, oh, I, you know, I'll, I'll pick some activity to do it. Everything you do is very intentional. And it's very much what kept me moving forward in the program, because I When I saw the kind of work that you were willing to put into me and you didn't even know me, made me realize more and more that this program is not only just for right now, it's forever. And it's going to be something I can continue to use. I can continue to go back on. You know, you and I talked about go through it multiple times, start to finish so that you can then go back and say, oh yeah, I remember what that lesson is. So I can pull that because that's what I need. I need right now. Cause this is something I'm going through because what I also appreciated that you said was you still need to, to use pieces. You know, you have moments in your day to day that'll take you to a point where you need to revisit and you need to use these, these lessons that you have created and which again, further said, okay, so if she's buying her own product, <laughs> this is working. So I can't specify one thing because how the program fits, being able to celebrate and go through your your uh clearings and your desires, how the morning ritual, the lessons and how they're designed to work for me when I can get to them, a mother you know a busy mother of three who it made me find time for myself but didn't make me feel bad if I couldn't, and then again, just that opportunity of talking with you i mean it i I cannot say enough about you and your program. I, I I now talk to anybody that will listen. I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing it to the point where they're like, okay, I'll sign up just so you stop talking about it. But it's been life-changing. I'm now having conversations with my own parents where I'm, I'm teaching them things that they would never in a million years have been able to think about. And again, the whole thing with my own kids and how I can already see how the pattern is becoming undone. Mm-hmm. And I have communication with my kids I have moments with my kids it's been amazing it's the whole journey I wouldn't take a moment of it back
0: Mm. wow thank you I received that (laughs) all right one last question who do you think should join this program
1: I would love for my sister to join this program. I actually talked with her about it. And, you know, in the beginning, when you, when you told me about it, she said, you know, I just felt you were kind of grasping at straws. You were doing whatever you thought you needed to do just because you were in such a state of sadness and grief and and trauma. She goes, but how I saw you transform, how I, every time we talked, it was resonating. I knew that this is something. And she's getting married in November. I'm her maid of honor. I told her I will not be called a matron of honor. And uh, (laughs) so we talked about once she is done with the wedding and all of that kind of stuff that uh, she will definitely be considering looking
0: into the program.
1: So that makes me really excited.
0: (laughs) Oh, beautiful. My love. Well, any last words do you want to share with anyone listening?
1: If there's any doubt, if you are listening to the podcast before you've done the program, like I did, and you are just questioning if this is something you should do. Yes, it is. Um, It is a great opportunity to grow yourself and to be your best self and to continue to be your best self. So I will always give a rating of a hundred, even if it's five out of five. So,
0: (laughs) 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 oh, thank you, my love. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining and being vulnerable and sharing your amazing story and journey with everyone. I appreciate it. And everyone who's listening, who's like, oh my God, I'm so right there. I'm sure that they would say the same. Thank you. So.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, we'll see you soon. Sounds good. Loved this content? Then be sure to download my private podcast training, Five Days to Epic Sex and Pleasure for High Achieving Moms at www.tillystorm.com forward slash five day training.